I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad, is sad clown. Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. All right, we're off on another journey, uh, hear another man's story. And um, man, we just prayed uh, before we started. And I will say that's the first time we've done this before an episode. And I already feel a little different vibe. I'm really excited uh, for this guy. So you may uh, recognize this guy for the the GIFs and the images on his uh, tweets and, and retweets out there on Twitter. Uh, maybe you got to hear his story if you were lucky at the Impact Retreat. Uh, this last year. Um, but I know for a fact, you've probably been impacted by just being shoulder to shoulder in the gloom uh, with our man, Dollface. So Dollface, it's good to see you. Um, really, really appreciate you prompting us to pray before starting uh, and just want to hear where it all started. So who brought you out to F3? What was the EH process like? And then how did we land on the the name Dollface? It's pretty intuitive just because you're a handsome guy, but, but maybe you could give us the story there. <laughs> sure thing. Thank you very much for the invitation today, guys. And uh, I'll start out at the beginning. Um, da Vinci is the one who originally asked me to join. And uh, I would see him at the gym occasionally. And he would just come up to me and say, hey, you should check this F3 thing out. And uh, probably that was between six and nine months before I actually came out. Um, I would see him periodically. And he would just mention to me off the cuff. And I said, okay. Um, at that time, I was pretty busy with my job traveling and didn't really have the uh, commitment to be there every morning. So I wasn't really going to head into something that I wasn't able to commit to it yet at that point in time. Um, and then uh, he finally got to me after I had a, uh, a major medical thing that happened to me. I had a stent put in in 2019 after being stressed out at the job, being overweight, eating crappy food at fast food and gas stations across Iowa and Nebraska. And I said, well, got the stent put in. I said, it's time to make a change. So I wanted to go to the gym more often, but I figured, you know, hearing this was a, a beat down and being an ex-military type of person, I was all into that with the, uh, you know, beat down style with that aspect into uh, the workout and being a bunch around a bunch of other guys. So I said, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. So that weekend, before I started on a Tuesday at Cornell Screw Handicapped, I uh, was encouraged to come out by Da Vinci. And then I had a wedding with one of my wife's coworkers' sons. And she works with Huffy's wife. So I was able to talk to Huffy at the wedding that Saturday. And he encouraged me to come out. And then I also go to church with Sister Act. So I saw Sister Act on Sunday. So it was like a trifecta deal. And I said, oh, I'm just going to go out and, and try it out. So I was really excited. And I said, well, kids are out of school now. I can go ahead and start posting. And uh, went ahead and did that on that Tuesday morning at Cornusker. And uh, Gunner was the one who was queuing that day. He had us running up and down the parking lot staircases. It was a sweltering 80-some degrees with humidity, probably around 80% or more. <laughs> So it was fun jumping in the burpees right away and running up and down the stairwells. And apparently he told me after the beatdown and after he named me Dollface that he pretty much had the name figured out in advance. I'm not sure how, but uh, my real name in real life is Ken. So I figured the Ken and Barbie doll came into the equation there and uh, he just... I didn't even have a time to share any of my background or my story or anything within like 30 seconds. Your doll face. And that was the end of the story. Okay. Well, hopefully you're getting some royalties from the Barbie movie that's out now. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, that'd be nice. Well, who, you know, you had three guys that were kind of hammering on you to come in. Who do you actually give the credit to EHing? It was definitely Da Vinci. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, and you know, you're talking about having this, so, I mean, a serious medical event, right? That that 
you had gone through before you actually decided to join? I guess, how far along, I mean, you have this medical event and then how long passes before you say, okay, I'm ready to do it? Because I'm sure there's some lag time of recovery and, and you don't want to push yourself too hard for something like that, I'm, I'm assuming. So I'm just kind of curious there. Well, it was 2019, so that was pre-COVID. So right after the event happened, I was like hard into it as far as doing the cardio rehab. So I did that cardio rehab for a good, I don't know, nine, 10 months after the fact until I went through all that and lost a lot of weight there. Um, I was still on the medications and the medications were just pulling me back on like the blood thinners, Prolanta and stuff like that. I could barely breathe taking that stuff. So I kind of weaned myself off of all drugs while I was recovering through cardio rehab. And, uh, I was still trying to go to the gym occasionally, but, uh, being with work and running all over the place, I couldn't have any consistency there. So I just made a decision. Like as soon as the kids got out of school, I don't have to take the kids to school and I'm just going to commit to do it first thing in the morning. And nice. so I just started doing it. I think the first week of F3, I went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the following week I did four days a week. And then I think after that, I was kind of consistent doing five days a week. So what, you know, I'm curious too, cause, um, and I love Gunner, right. You know, nothing like a Gunner cue. I'm sure, um, he and I always, we exchange our favorite, you know, P90X or insanity exercises to do in an F3 workout, but curious if you had a chance, you know, and, and maybe this isn't necessarily fair because you've been to so many, uh, namings of new guys, but if you had a chance to be in that circle and actually say a few things about you what do you think you might have said oh as far as introducing myself yeah uh, geez uh, i would have shared my military background of course um desert storm vet um married family with two boys that are high school uh interested in like sci-fi so like star wars and stuff like that that's probably pretty much the highlights, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. I could say I did a bunch of temp jobs in my younger years. One time I worked at a Skinner macaroni plant and we were cleaning up, sweeping the floors and stuff. I ended up sweeping some dirt and throwing it in a bin that was actually good food and they had to, you know, throw the whole thing out. But uh, that was one weird story. Yeah. Well, so I guess, I don't know. I, Dollface is a good name, right? We could have named you Macaroni or there would have been some other, you know, I don't know if you had a, a Worst things, or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you had a nickname in the military, but how have, it seems like you've adopted the name pretty well. Yeah. It's been pretty good. I mean, I get anything. I mean, I remember one time working out with two staff, I was called two face. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, there's people that call me like baby face and stuff like that. So the boy is the one who always says that, but yeah, but yeah, he knows my real name. He just forgets it. That's funny. I love that. So, from a fitness perspective, then, or just I guess just a health perspective, how how are things today, uh, heart health wise, and everything going okay? They're a lot better. I've been off all my medications. I just take basically vitamins and supplements at this time. Praise God, and uh, I've lost probably about roughly between forty five and fifty pounds from my original weight. So. Just wow. Trying to stay down. I de- need to do a little better, kind of gaining it back after the Queen service this year or so. But yeah. it's something we always need to continue to work on. What What was it about F3 that kind of attracted you here, at least from the fitness perspective, right? You're, you're talking about how you're taking it upon yourself to work out and you're going to the gym. What was it that kind of made it stick here? Group of guys, you know, instead of working out by yourself, you're around other guys and you can give them crap and they can give you crap back and encourage them and you can get pushed by other guys. And I really encourage guys to do that more often in the gloom. I'm like, yeah, we go there, we work out kind of chat, chit chat, stuff like that. Get on each other, push each other, encourage mm-hmm. each other, do a little bit more. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of times we get in the routine after we're doing and, you know, F3 and posting every day for a while, we just kind of just, it kind of gets into a routine and we, I don't ever want us to, to, to be that way. We want to continue to do that plus one exercise rep or, you know, try to push yourself a little bit faster, get winded after the exercise. Don't say, Oh, I made it through it. And I don't feel any different than when I started. So. 
man, I, that's so true. I mean, I've posted hundreds of times and you can catch yourself getting kind of lazy, right? Like, okay, I'm here. I've, I've met my obligation. I told my buddies I'd be here. I'm here. And I feel like phone is in today. <laughs> and then it just becomes more and more consistent. Hey, I'm just going to do the bare minimum, bare minimum, bare minimum. I like this idea of like winning the workout or whatever, or however you just phrased it and, and continue to push. Um, some of that, I think you're right, comes from the guys. It's plague saying, what are you doing, man? I'm doing five more than you, you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, um, I, I appreciate that too. I think it's one of those things where the experience in the gloom, right. During a workout then transforms, you know, into other areas of life. Right. So then, you know, if I'm helping keep you accountable with the workout, then I can help you know, with other things that I'm, that I may see just building, you know, same way we build confidence in, in leading a workout, building confidence and just giving each other regular, you know, feedback, you know, and, and I think that's, um, that's what really sharpens iron there. I, I am curious because you, so you, you mentioned just kind of your progression of workouts. Did you talk to me about like running versus weightlifting coupon exercises? Where did you find yourself gravitating uh, towards at the beginning there? Or what, what have you enjoyed the most, I guess? I kind of jumped in with everything. Um, I think that first year I started in May. So the end of May, May 25th, when school was getting out and uh, I just, just ran after and tried everything. So I, I did the heavy metal. I did the brickyard, did the regular beats downs, still trying to, advance myself on the running side. So I haven't done like a paradise or anything like that officially, but, uh, something on my to-do list. So that is something that's kind of my, some of my stretch goals for F3 goes, but. Yeah, I love that. And tell me a little bit about, cause I, I think there's a lot of, uh, fellowship that's pretty sticky at, at heavy, right? I think a lot of guys go there and I don't know, maybe it's, it's Folsom's uh, music or um, I think I just saw a heavy metal though, that was, was done to the Beatles uh, by Frosty. So I don't know if that qualifies uh, as heavy metal, but talk to us about the, maybe the influence of, of music during a workout like that. Sorry to say, I have never led a cue with any music. Oh, you have Okay. Ever. So nice. I, I like to plan my exercises in, for the routine in advance and try new things out. And I just end up running out of time to try to even find a playlist on top of it. So that's probably another one of my goals, but, uh, I think it's awesome because energy is a, is a, or music is an energy. Mm. And when you have the right music with the right workout, it kind of pumps you up and gets the blood flowing and, uh, gives me energy depending on what the music is of course so there's been some great heavy metals that people have brought the good energetic music and then there's been other times like that didn't work out so much so <laughs> when i look at trying to make my own playlist it's like it's kind of an important thing you know if you if you want to have the right environment to motivate people you gotta have the right music to go along with it i just Man, unfortunately I'm haven't kind of had the time to do that yet yeah, I'm kind of like you. I'm, my school of thought always was, if you need music to pump you up, you're weak. <laughs> hey, come you're, on. you're mentally weak, man. You, yeah. you don't need the music. Just be in your thoughts. You don't need any noise. That's funny. Well, tell us about kind of where you were at within your life on the fellowship piece. I, I don't know if you're from Omaha, you're from the area, how long you've been here, but your group of friends, your community, that type of, that type of stuff. Great question. Um, yeah, I was pretty much uh, friends with my wife, and that was pretty much it. Um, I do have a small shield lock group that I meet with a bunch of guys, and we do a Friday morning Bible study. We've done it for years, and people have come and gone from that group. So as far as really getting the close and know guys, I think I know the F3 guys a lot closer just by going to cafeteria on a regular basis than the guys that are in my Friday morning Bible study, believe it or not, just because spend more quality time with them discussing life and, and doing tough crap together with each other in the gloom. So, um, but beforehand, yeah, I was busy working. I'd come home after work and have really no one, another guy to talk to. So, I mean, I've tried to develop friends in the past and a lot of my friends were military guys like from off and stuff like that. And they would just leave and transfer somewhere else. And we just grow apart, never, see each other or talk to each other again. So I, it's, 
a night and day difference getting plugged into F3 with that second F component. What about you mentioned like queen service? What what are some of the other maybe second F kind of flavor uh, things you've participated in that you think are, are helpful or that other guys should look into? Cafeteria. Yeah. If you just work out and then take off and go to work, you're missing out 50%, I think, of F3 at least because mm -hmm. that's where you get to know guys, uh, share life. Of course, you can do that during, you know, a mosey here or there, but you know, just sit down and eye to eye, you know, talk about life and struggles and be vulnerable. And I think that's where the real glue happens right there at the cafeteria. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, for a while I had sort of believed this idea that like, well, I got to get home and get to work and get the, you know, start looking at emails and planning the day and, it just that's, isn't true. It's a pretty, pretty lame excuse, I, I yeah. think. Um, so yeah. if, you're, if you're a guy out there that says, oh, I got to get to work and miss that cafeteria. I mean, right now I've got to take off early and get kids to school, but I'm stopping and, and getting my 5, 10, 15 minutes in just, just to be there because it feels weird not going to cafeteria while kids are in school now and I have to take them to miss out on that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of kids, I mean, have you had an opportunity to, to share F3 with any of your kids or have they seen the impact it's had on you? That's a funny story. Yeah, I brought them out one time so far. I've not yet been able to get a bunch of high school kids to wake up that early again. But <laughs> I, I took them to Ironwood once and uh, Mr. Folsom was leading, which was a great beatdown. And my kids did a great job through the whole thing. And it's like we're we're finishing up. We're getting ready to go to cafeteria. And my oldest son is sitting next to me in the front in his uh, passenger seat and kind of ends up sp spilling Merlot all over the floor <laughs> mat. So he goes, dad, I don't feel good. I need to go home. I'm like, are you sure we're going to go to cafeteria now? You can't miss cafeteria. <laughs> he goes, dad, I got to go home. So I ended up taking both boys home. Um, one was named Sylvester because you we have some cats at the house and uh, my older son wants to save his money for a Nissan 350Z for his first car. So Folsom named him Dotson. So those are the two <laughs> F3 2.0s in my house, but they've only been one time and never showed up again. So I ended up taking them home and uh, ended up going back to cafeteria all by myself that day. So nice. I didn't miss cafeteria. So what about the, uh, what do you think that they've seen you take from this, I guess? Well, I can tell that they know that it's important with the time I s spent, you know, being the site queue at heavy metal, spending my times, you know, the night before the beat down, trying to get the pre-blast done. Um, they know that I'm trying to stay healthy. They can see that I'm doing this consistently. So I think it's, it's good that they know that it's good to make those life choices that make a difference and that you're just not the normal, typical person that may not prioritize things in their lives. So hopefully that's been a good example. I mean, you can only lead them in the right direction. It's up to their decision. Uh, so, you know, just, just pray for them and, and hopefully that they do make those right decisions in life. So. Yeah, that's a good example. And just teaching them the value of having a community, right, of, of, you know, friends, right? I think sometimes it's hard to get that message across. I know for me, it's, um, you know, it's also kind of a lot of funny moments, too. I love the story of Spill and Merlot. That's something you'll probably tell it at their wedding, uh, <laughs> you know, or just a, something that they'll always remember. But I'm curious your thoughts, too, because I, I think one of the opportunities we have within F3 is sort of, you know, you get next to these guys and then there are mentoring opportunities or shield lock opportunities. And you mentioned your Bible study group, but curious about, you know, your experience with maybe a shield lock or a, a mentoring sort of relationship. Has that been a part of your, your journey in F3? Oh, not, not specifically planned out and enacted. I think on a, on a daily basis, there's many opportunities uh, last year, I did have the opportunity to do a uh, respect hate pop up 
with side dish. I miss that dear brother who moved on to Salt Lake City. So, um, but yeah, it's great opportunity to uh, work with the the younger packs. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like I'm an old guy by by no means, but I think we're all men. We're all on the journey of life, and we're all in this together. And it's just great to bounce stuff off each other, work together, collaborate. You know, on seesaw stuff, on the beatdowns when you do a combo beatdown you know, double Q. And, uh, it's just great to be there to encourage and to share in life. And I think that's what helps me stay with F3 is because yeah, I go to work and, but the time that I spend with work coworkers compared to the guys in the gloom is just way different. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can get so much closer to guys at cafeteria and through the beatdowns because you're going through hard stuff together. And we have our, you know, credo: leave no man behind. And always go back and pick up the six. And yeah, we need to be doing that work, but uh, it's so much easier in the gloom to do that. And it's so much fruitful to see guys who start their initial posting in F3 and see where they started and where they are today and how they accelerate and just keep encouraging the, the growth and the strength increasing and the speed and be able to, to go on the farther runs than when they started. So hopefully that's uh, enough to answer that question. Yeah, no, it's yeah, perfect. No. I love that. I think when we talk about um, whetstone with Q source, it, it comes up all the time that like, there's so much, mentoring going on that's not formal mentoring right or like that you know it's like and it doesn't have any boundaries as far as age or or race right i think with the like like you said we're a group of men and like we are all learning from each other sort of on this like continuous uh thing so it's it's really cool just to hear your perspective on that yeah speaking of q source i haven't really made it to a whole whole lot of q sources start the uh, Beverly Hills one when I posted last week and I had to leave after 10 minutes to go take kids to school. But yeah, I definitely want to hit more of the Q source workouts and the cafeteria discussions. Definitely. That'd be something to look forward to in my future. So everything you do should be measured as a metric against me because I've attended one. <laughs> I've attended you, one. You got me beat. <laughs> so yeah. no, those are all good things. Well, I do want to back up a little bit. You know, you were talking about these these F3 principles and how they're easy to apply with guys you're working out with and that may not be so easy to apply with people that you're working with. I am curious on the, there's things that you've taken from F3 or from the group that you have been able to apply in your regular life. Definitely. Another great question. Um, I just think the whole aspect of leadership. Um, I'm a... Uh, in my mid fifties now, just turned 56 back in April. And, uh, when I was a guy in my twenties, I was definitely pursuing leadership and reading books and listening to talks on tape, cassette tape back in the day. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I could pull them out and show you right here in my office, but, uh, no, but, I was all gung ho on the leadership and trying to develop myself and leadership skills. And along the way, time has lapsed and maybe some opportunities were missed and I've fallen away from the energy to pursue that. And since I've gotten back into F3, it's just kind of re-energized my love and passion for developing those leadership skills. So, um, I think it's great because at work, you know, I'm, I'm coaching and mentoring the, younger staff where I work at and uh, just coming alongside these new guys here getting interested in IT and answering their questions and stretching my patience and stuff like that. But it's been a good time to use some of the skills that I've re-energized through the F3 environment to place them into my life again. So plus getting stretched with the third F2. Hmm been challenging seeing some of the guys or hearing their stories and seeing what they're going through it's i mean kind of sheltered without having the interaction with a bunch of other guys so it's been a blessing too on the third yeah. side 
I wonder if you expand maybe on that third F piece. You know, I, I would love to hear your thoughts on the impact retreat too. Um, I, you know, I think you did you you participated the first year and then you went back and led a, a session the the second year. But would just love to hear you know what what were those experiences like for you? And maybe if I don't know if you have a a nugget you could share from the talk that you gave last year. I know that was impactful for me. But any thoughts there? Oh well. The impact retreat is what it, the title is. It's, it's an impact on your life and it made a difference. And for me, it was the beginning of a new year. It's like usually the, the first weekend in January. I'm like, well, we're starting a new year. Well, let's get started off on the right foot. Let's try to make an impact that's going to build something into me at the beginning of the year and that I can carry through and take through the rest of the year. So that's kind of what my objective was for the first year and uh, going through it, receiving letters from loved ones that they had planned and, and beforehand unexpected to us as attenders receiving these letters was just kind of a, a blow your mind away moment. So that was very special, but just getting your mindset correct in the right thinking mode for the year by just hearing a bunch of guys stories and going through some discussions and just spending time out in God's beautiful creation alone, meditating and talking to him just puts you in the right mindset for a great year. So that happened both impact retreats. I would encourage anybody who hasn't, been to an impact retreat to definitely consider and set some time on your schedule, a way to go ahead and attend this coming year's impact retreat, which will be the you know first weekend of January again. So if you want more information about that, you can talk to Sister Act and Grills. But as far as for my speech or my talking share time that I shared this year, and I'm by, by no means prepared to go through a lot of it today, but it was just to know how God loves you. And mm. it was just a bunch of things that I shared with the packs that I asked God to give me some direction. And, uh, I was able to kind of focus on a few areas from, you know, how, how we're surrounded by people who love us to show us that God loves us how he gives us his creation that we can see stuff that he's made for human beings to live on this earth and to enjoy as far as weather and plants and the wind, you know, against our faces. Um, he loved us so much that uh, he wants to spend eternity with us that, so that he would send his one and only begotten son to die on the cross and to provide that, way of salvation that if we would just believe in what he did for us, that our sins would be forgiven and that he would allow us to be with him for eternity. And that it's so simple that we have to put our faith in him to accept that free gift. And there's nothing else that we need to do works or three-step program to be able to mm -hmm. accept that gift. So, um, the, the main example that I share at the end of my talk at the retreat was the simple fact that when he died on the cross between two thieves, one thief was saying, hey, you know, if you think you're God, why don't you just get off the cross and go walk away? And then the other thief said, "said don't, don't give him a hard time. This man is innocent. He hasn't done anything wrong. And he turned to Jesus and said, you know, Lord, you know. Let me into your kingdom. I, you know, I believe who you are. And, and Jesus said, you know, you're going to be in my kingdom today. You'll see me in paradise today. And that thief, you know, he was on the cross nailed there. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't go out and feed the poor. He couldn't go out and go to church and worship or help the uh, leper down the street, you know, make a, make a living or anything like that. So Basically, all he has to do is say, thank you, and I accept who you are. So I mean, 
that's kind of how I summed it up. So yeah, hopefully that, hopefully that ringed in with somebody that said, Hey, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I think it's just a good reminder of, you know, that in the world we get so caught up with, like you said, that like, okay, yep. I, I, I get it. I believe now, what do I have to do? Uh, you know? And I just remember it was a good reminder for me of like, you know, sort of my personal revelation at that retreat was, was Jesus saying it is finished, you know, and this idea that we, we don't have to do anything. And that's really hard, right? The, like the non-action, <laughs> the require, we're sort of like, well, wait a minute, that sounds too easy and too simple. So anyway, I just love that. But this is, this is really about you. So I want to hear, you know, maybe the background, like how did you get to this place where you're so confident and, and bold in your faith? How, how did you, what's sort of your history been like from a, a third F or faith perspective? Oh, sure. Let's do the short version. Um, I don't know. Fortunately, I, I grew up in a uh, spiritual family and my family was very involved in going to church as a kid. So I, I attended regularly weekly basis, many times a week. Uh, went to a small Baptist church in Bellevue. So kind of, kind of was very strict and, you know, straight and narrow, uh, since that I've learned that Baptists aren't the only ones that are going to heaven. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who leave what Christ wants us to believe and is going to be able to accept his gift of salvation. So, but, uh, just going through life, um, I was in the military, so I got called up for Desert Storm, and and just by knowing and being 100% certain that if I did die in a war situation, that I would be with God for eternity. So um, there was times that uh, a bullet flew probably really close to my head, and I survived. I've seen Scud missiles blow up over my head, and I survived, and... I've seen people being scared over there in Desert Storm, wanting to make sure they had a flak vest or a bulletproof vest while they're on guard duty just in case. And wasn't enough to go around. And I'm like, I was just thinking to myself, what's a, a bulletproof vest going to do to protect me from a 30-foot Scud missile anyway? So, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. And uh, also just seeing God answer prayers in my life, you know. Um, when stuff happens like that, you know, for sure there's a God and that he's there and he's actively moving and he's actively moving through us as Christians praying and asking him to do stuff. So one time I was over there and there was a guy that was bunking in the same room as I was, and he was going to have to go forward into the front lines and do some work. And uh, I was just like concerned for the guy. So I was just asking God, give me an opportunity to, before he leaves to have an opportunity to share with him the plan of salvation to make sure that he knows that if something does happen, he'll have the assurance and the know-how, how to accept you and receive your gift of salvation. So it was kind of, kind of an intense prayer, the most intense prayer I've had in my life. I don't know why I was really concerned for the gentleman, but, uh, ended up praying that evening and, uh, ended up both of us going our own ways the next day to do our, job we were running 12-hour shifts doing stuff over there and he was supposed to get shipped out that day and i never did have the chance to talk to him but when i came home from my shift that evening uh, we had mail call we went back to our rooms and here he comes walking in with his mail and i'm like he's still here so i'm down sitting my bunk and reading my mail and literally out of the blue he said ken what does it mean to be saved? Hmm. Wow. So I had the opportunity just right then and there is just to go through everything with them. And he was from Hayes, Kansas and he goes, Oh, well, thank you for sharing that with me. I, I think I'd, I'm pretty sure I did that when I was younger and just wanted to make sure. So it was just an incredible moment of showing me that God answers prayers and that he still does. He still cares about everybody, even in the worst situation. And then further on in life, after I was married a while back, um, I ran into a bunch of financial issues and ended up making bad situation or bad decisions and stuff like that. And I didn't file for bankruptcy, but I was 
about that close of, of getting there and things were really rough and money wasn't there and just had to throw everything on the Lord and have him take care of situations. Uh, ended up getting sued by some credit cards and they sucked all the money out of my accounts and my kids' accounts like a week before Christmas one year. And wow. uh, it was a whole rough situation. And just how God worked through that situation with car problems, minimum cost to get cars fixed for like less than a hundred bucks. Never happens. Um, having money for food, getting a, a gift visa card at work for 50 bucks to put food on the table, unexpected, uh, just stuff like that. So I just seen God move in my life and I know that he's there. And even through the, the tough times, he's there. So I've been able to just be confident in, in praying to the Lord and asking him for things, not just things, but, you know, through tough times and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well, love that. Certainly appreciate you sharing that desert storm story is, is awesome. It's actually really interesting. Plague and I were just having a conversation, a Bible study about, um, you know, evangelizing or sharing the word and bringing people to Christ and how difficult that can be. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's insecurities in your own relationship with God, speaking about myself here, where it, it can be uncomfortable or the moment doesn't seem like it presents itself at the right time. But maybe it is like you're saying the power of prayer here. Hey, give me the opportunity to do this. Um, I just I just love that. And we equated it to EHing, And by all means, those things are, are not even the same at all. Um, oh. But I was like. It, it is difficult to share something that you are passionate about. And I think it's because of a fear of rejection. How have you kind of put those feelings aside when you're sharing your beliefs, sharing um, something that's so obviously important to you? Well, we, first of all, we need to understand that they're not necessarily rejecting us. They're rejecting the message of Christ. So, they're actually rejecting God and his message. And we're just instructed or to just be honest and, and sh share what we know. I mean, it's, it's nothing that I could do to make mm -hmm. anyone change. I mean, I can't even make my wife and my kids do something. Sometimes <laughs> what I want them to, it's up to the spirit to move, you know? So it's kind of like building a house, you know, it's not just me or it's not just you guys. You know, we're all called to do a little part in it. And uh, eventually the spirit will build that house and uh, the door will be there someday for them to open up and enter in. So it's just, it's just up to the spirit. We're just instructed to do what we can to be obedient. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, yeah. I think for me too, it's, it's don't wait until I get frustrated or until you know, my attempts are not working before I pray and then lean on God. I was just reading my devotional this morning was about asking God for wisdom, right? He, he, he didn't build us to be all knowing. So, so he, he planned for us to need his wisdom and guidance on things. So ask him for it probably every day, right? <laughs> like, you know, don't try to, you know, I have this bad habit where like, I'll try to read this book or listen to this or watch this and learn it and figure it out on my own. Um, but that's, I, that's not a good starting point. So I, I really appreciate what you said there of like, it's not really up to us. So we share what we know and we love people and let the, let the spirit do its work. That's phenomenal. I am curious, you know, as you've been in F3, then how have you seen us, you know, maybe provide opportunities for, um, I don't know, maybe it's those conversations or just for guys that maybe aren't, aren't where you are with their faith to, to like grow or to explore. You know, I think the, the common story we hear when we interview people is I grew up in the church, I went to college and slipped away. And maybe now I'm at a point where I'm getting back into that or exploring that. But, but in terms of F3, how are we doing kind of giving guys opportunities to, to explore those questions? Well, sometimes when I'm just like moseying along and, and listening to someone's weekend or what just happened in their life, 
Like I was running along a gentleman a few months ago and he was contemplating making some decisions and stuff like that. And funny that you just shared your devotional from this morning about asking for wisdom. I said, you know, you know, there is a promise in the Bible that says, you know, anybody should ask for wisdom. And the promise is that God will give you the wisdom. So I just shared that with that person at that time. So, you know, we just always have opportunities, you know, if we're just working out or if we're at cafeteria, but I think it needs to be intentional though. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to happen if we're not thinking about it. And, uh, I don't do this every day when I'm driving through the gloom, but a lot of times I do say, I'm going to post, I'm not just going to post as a post, <laughs> you know, I want to mm -hmm. be there to energize. I want to be there to motivate. I want to be there to make a difference in someone's life. God, can you help me do that? And uh, I probably should do that more often, but uh, I want to be there for a reason, not just for myself and not just to go through emotion to get some exercise in and check my box off for the day. Mm. But uh, I think it's a great opportunity that third F provides also as far as opportunities for like the brush up campaign that just happened to be out there and show our community that we care about them food pantries that we donate to and get involved with. Um, I would encourage guys who have not done any of those extracurricular third F opportunities to go ahead. And I know usually they kind of happen on the weekends or, or out of F3 hours, but yeah, bring your family along. A lot of those places you can bring your 2.0s and your M to get involved with the community. So try to take those opportunities if you can at times. I need to be better myself. So if someone sees me in the gloom saying, hey, Ken, you need to sign up for this thing coming up. So, but yeah, yeah. we all need to do a better job at doing that. I think I'm going to steal that as a future COT that, you know, po post is a verb, not a noun, right? <laughs> like, you know, don't just show up and be a post, but, but intentionally post. I like that. That's phenomenal. I do want to uh, kind of segue and get your thoughts on the leadership piece. You kind of commented on this earlier um, but want to get your thoughts on sort of leading a, a site as the site queue, specifically heavy metal. What was your experience there? Maybe what, what do you feel like you learned? Um, and then talk through the, the succession planning and kind of the handoff uh, that, that took place. How did that all go? Well, succession planning was challenging, definitely. Um, I found out that as I was trying to find my successors, that many of my successor opportunity people had already been chosen by other AOs. <laughs> so I'm like, well, right. when did they ask you? And someone were saying, well, six months ago, I'm like, wow, I should, I should have been like maybe starting this process a little bit earlier. So if, if you're a site queue and you need some advice is start looking for your replacement yesterday yeah. and, 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 and just, you know, you got plenty of time to do it. It's not like it's, you need to rush into it, but get those men in, in view that you think that are going to be able to carry on the torch of the site. But, uh, no, I had so many great guys that post at heavy metal that I could have chosen and were chosen for other sites. So it's just, uh, it was really a, a blessing to have so many great leaders that I could have picked from, but, uh, it eventually went on to the the brother team Caruso and Woody, and uh, I think they're doing a great job. Uh, outstanding guys, and they've accelerated so much, and just love posting in the gloom. And it's, it's been great uh, to see them do what they're doing and continue to do that. As far as me being a leader of the uh, site, uh, it was fun just being creative, doing the, the pre blast. Um, had a great time doing that. Probably spent more time on it. You can ask my M about that. She would agree of taking time <laughs> to do that than I should have. But uh, I thought it was just one little thing I, I put my special touch on. Um, just just being there to encourage men, like I said, in the morning so that they would know when they went to the site, uh, it was going to be a loving place. It was going to be an exciting place. Um, people would be accepted, like just like every other AO. But uh, hopefully even more so at heavy metal. So I just wanted just to make it an open place, friendly for all guys 
uh, especially FNGs. There's a lot of FNGs that go to the heavy metal since they're not really into running and doing other stuff. They can usually throw around a five or 10 pound dumbbell pretty easy. So it's, it's a good place to, to get people plugged in initially to F3 as well too. So that was enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love having all the options that we have for guys, right? Cause to me, it, it makes that conversation about EHing. you know, I've got a cousin-in-law who's got, you know, bad knees and can't really run at all. And so, you know, but he likes to lift weights. So it's like, Hey, come, come out, you know, come to heavy metal or, or steel mill, right? We've got an option for you to uh, sort of get in the workout, right? Really trying to live true to that open to all men uh, guiding principle. But curious your thoughts that you mentioned a little bit of advice. So start, uh, I heard you say, start finding your successor now, anything else you would share, you know, that just, you felt like really, um, helped or added, added value from a site queue perspective that maybe other guys, maybe it's for another site queue or for packs or, um, new guys that are listening in. Um, I always like to be the example to, um, hopefully that people don't take me the wrong way as far as trying to to better off somebody else. Um, I'm just trying to better off myself as a him, I'm trying to accelerate myself. Uh, I am a respect guy. I need to stay in shape so I can live longer. My, my father passed away at 61, which is only another five years older than I am right now. So my motivation is just to be in the best shape as I can. So I, I, I want to push myself. I say, if you're a site, you push yourself you be the example of your site you're the one who needs to set the energy uh set it high um set it high on purpose uh set it high so that people will want to attain that energy and be able to push themselves they're watching you guys um they may not say it uh, just like your kids, they're seeing what you're doing. If you're not doing every rep and doing the form right, why should they do it? Um, I don't want anybody slack it off. Um, if if someone's there, they're calling out the 10 burpees. We're not doing eight and a half. We're doing the full 10. So if mm-hmm. I'm the oldest dude who's doing them the slowest and I'm not finished with my 10 yet, I need to be completing my reps and people are there watching me. So... I would just encourage you as a site cue to set the example, set the energy, and then people will follow. Man, I love that. Cause I, I honestly believe that the sites take on the identity of the site cue in, in some way or another. And what you're saying, Hey, if you're, you're slacking a little bit, whether that's uh back blast or your reps or whatever that is, I mean, your side is going to reflect that. Um, and I, and I hate to say that because I've been victim of doing that myself as a psych you, um, here and there. Um, but it also kind of transfers over to your real life too. If you're, if you're half assing it, that's, that's kind of your identity and that's what people are going to know you by. So I just love this kind of call to action to do it and do it all the way. So I really, really appreciate that. And I don't no. think people are going to take it as you're being a hard ass on them or anything. It's your own personal journey and your, your own personal growth. I, I respect the hell out of it. Uh, I love it. it. There's a leadership principle I read, I think from Craig Rochelle, but he, it's touch the line is what he says. So every, every time touch the line. Read the uh, book now. Yeah. yeah it's really good. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's awesome. That's, man. that's my motivation. I, I, I listened to his uh, leadership podcast. And he was talking about that. So yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. Well, I, I am curious. Is there anything that maybe we haven't covered or asked you about that you would want to share with guys that are listening, maybe something about yourself or any other uh, words of wisdom or insight. I say, guys, I know it's tough to do. Be vulnerable, share your life. We're all out there for a purpose. We're all out there to support each other. We're all out there to pray for each other. You may be the guy that opens someone else up who's holding back, who's going through the same situation, the same struggles in life. Uh, Thank those people. Tell them that you're praying for them. Uh, Appreciate the COTs, the the guys sharing stuff from their heart, the crap they're going through. 
share your prayer request if you're not doing a COT. It doesn't matter how many times. It, it, it does not hurt. God does not get tired of hearing us pray and ask for things or for him to move in people's lives. Um, just just within my first few months of F3, just the, the, the COT and stuff like that, or even people asking for prayer requests, saying, yes, I'm struggling with my wife right now. I, I need to be a better man. I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better father for my family. It just it was a spiritual two by four up against the side of my head saying, damn, I'm the same guy as Plague sharing that prayer request in the, in the circle. So yes, keep doing that guys. Uh, I think that's great, man. I love this principle of you never know when you're going to be a catalyst for, for someone else. Right. So continue to share. Certainly appreciate that, man. Um, we kind of like to wrap up and ask, you know, if the guys see you out there, what prayers can we be saying for you? What words of encouragement would, do you kind of need right now? Quit slacking, dollface. Get up, <laughs> get moving. Um, uh, no, prayer quest. Uh, you know, you can do that too. Uh, just, I guess, wisdom in life right now with my my career and, and, and job that God would provide me wisdom and direction and stuff where he wants me to be. Um, sorry, my phone's going off. Uh, just pray that I could be a better husband and, and better father. There's always improvement. Um, it's never going to end. Just this, the, this, the journey of life that we're all going through, um, be maybe more cognizant of other people and the stuff they're going through and less focusing on my issues. Mm -hmm. So that would be the, probably the great thing. And then maybe, you know, I, since I did share earlier about, uh, being closer to the F3 brothers than my Bible study on Friday, I would like to probably find a, uh, a shield lock within F3 too. you know, a, a group of guys where I could grow close together and pray for and, and meet with on a regular basis as well. So. Heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll be, be praying for you for those things. I think, um, you know, I just want to affirm, I mean, your story, and the way that you've shared, you know, being vulnerable and just some of the insight, I think is super valuable to me uh, listening, but also to other guys. So I just wanted to say thank you for your your time today. I think this has been phenomenal. Uh, so uh, looking forward to getting this out to the guys. Um, I do want to do a little name-rama to wrap yeah. this up. Let's do it. All right. I'll go first here. Brandon Fliarty, 37, The Plague. The Plague. plague. Ah. <laughs> John Weber, 32, Pony Express. Pony, Pony Express. Express. <laughs> <laughs> Can F56? Dollface. Dollface. Respect. And he's got the, the frame, right? You know, it's tough. Once you get to respect, we can't really say another thing. So I don't know if we'll still neigh when Pony turns 50 or what. I mean, that's a whole new yeah. world. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> At my funeral, I'll we'll find out. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks, right, fellas. Have a great day. Have a great one. Later. Bye.